When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm joined by Stephen Allison. How are you doing, Stephen? Do you want the truth or do you want me to just say I'm all right? Just say you're all right. I'm all right. Good lad. How are you doing, Jay? No, I'm concerned. Go on, give us the truth. I had my booster jab yesterday and I feel like deaf. Oh, which one did you have? A Pfizer. Yeah, what, what an absolute lad. Right. Pfizer's good, isn't it? Uh, did you check? Uh, well, my first oh. two were Voxel AstraZeneca. Were there? And then when I went to get my Pfizer, they were like, you shouldn't have had that one. You're too young for that. You um, could have died. Oh, all right. So I'm standing there. I was there for Great four, bedside manner. Yeah. 45 minutes I was there waiting. Some guy bowls in. No mask. Straight off the bat, I'm thinking, knob. You're here for vaccine places. Like, just basics, isn't there? Yeah. Right? Steam's in the place and he's like, what go away next month? How fast can I have both jabs? <laughs> Just both simultaneously in his arm, kill him uh, on the what spot. What area was your jabbing like? Not on your arm. I mean, what, where, but, what, uh, what town? We're not giving that away. We don't disclose those things. Opsec. So <laughs> he steams in and he's like, can I have, how fast can I get both jabs? And the nurse behind the counter's like, what are you on about? And he goes, uh, well, what go away next month? And he's like, she's like, it's 12 week. He went, can we shave a bit of time off that? <laughs> And she was like, well, some people it's eight. And she's like, can we shave a bit more time off that? And she was like, I think a doctor, maybe. I No. And he was like, well, what if I made it worth your while? And she went, are you trying to bribe me to have both jobs? And he went, to refer to him, he went, yeah. And I was like, we just gone, there you go. You're on notch one now because I was thinking <laughs> you're an absolute dick. What are you going to do, shagger? Or give her cash? I don't know. I'm I assuming look, cash looking at the I way you're dressed. I've with your name on it. <laughs> If you give me that injection right now. So then I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, what an absolute helmet this thing is. So then you go into Can the waiting room. Can we shave a bit of time off that? Right. You, you go into the waiting room and then there's, it's literally roped off and there's a tape of X on the floor. In case you was wondering, these arrows painted on the floor right to the X's. So I went and stood on an X, not being an idiot and all. He walks right past that. So there's tables side by side, right? And it's quite obvious. There's like a little bit of VIP tape almost. Yeah, yeah. Little, little what's it? He walks in between the two desks. So the nurses are sat there and there's an X on the floor on this side and all the paperwork reads this way. Yeah. Pretty obvious where you stand, isn't it? I thought. Yeah. He's walked right in between. So he's like a square. Two nurses facing this way, two facing out. So they're like, you know, back to back. They have all their equipment in the middle. You stand down, we come around and jab you, right? Pretty idiot proof. Well, we found a new level of idiot. So he's coming. And he's gone right into the middle, and then he's like, oh, like, what's going on here kind of thing? And she's like, no, you need to stand on the other side. Then he walks like all the way around to this side over here, and I'm just thinking, is this kind of wind up? <laughs> what was no he one's ch- this thick. So surely. obviously, his mates have booked a lad's holiday. He hasn't had any jabs. And he's like, I've got four weeks. I've paid my deposit. I need AstraZeneca in to fuck immediately. Yeah. So then he literally, like, they ended up having to, like, all my, I mean, the guy, he gave his date of birth, right? His date of birth is 87, so he's, what, he's 35. Yeah, yeah. They've literally had to walk him back round and be like, yeah, stand there, mate. And I was just thinking, he gets a vote. Yeah, he does. <laughs> is he in the comments yet? And it's just, someone said, I think he's on to me. <laughs> Not, Notch said, he's on to me. I thought I saw you at the thing last night. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. But yeah. Very fun. So now you're not feeling great, though? No, I woke up feel like deaf. Did I, you? Do you know what? I felt dumb all day 
Really? Yeah, proper like, you ask me a question and I go, what? Not sure. Just, yeah, just foggy and just rough all day. How are you feeling, Jay? Yeah, I've had a little bit of a cold and it is a cold. I've, you know, I've done all the tests. It's just a good old fashioned bit of a snivel. They're allowed. Um, they're allowed still. Yeah, they're still, they're still, you know, they're not as popular as they used to be, yeah. but they're still going. It's you still can a still thing. still find them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm a bit bunged up, but I'm all right. Yeah, I'm glad. I feel better now listening to someone else's misery. That's good, isn't it? Well, it perks you up a bit, doesn't it? When you speak to someone who's a lot, you know, feels worse. Than you like, some people like being pulled up like. by the good news of other people. Yeah. You like comparing yourself to the shit news of other people. So yeah. Northern trait, that. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's nice. Yeah, yeah. He's got it bad, mint. Uh, <laughs> speaking of people who've got it bad. Man United. Nice, uh, nice segue Love there. Love it. I expect from you. Uh, it's the January transfer window, Jay and Steve, yeah. in case you didn't know. When I said you're feeling thick, but I think you knew that, Steve. Um, Do you know what? I, I, not consciously, because I don't think we're doing it. Well, you say that, but today there's been... You're always ruining things. I wouldn't necessarily an explosion, yeah. but certainly a, um, a flurry of news. Mm, uh, no. Dennis Zachariah being the main one. Um, we saw um, multiple sort of high-level, you know, Patrick Berger... Uh, we saw, who else was it that was reporting on him? Um, Christian Falk. Everyone saying that Falk. United are Pressure's on him now, interested. We're interested in um, Zachariah. We can get him for about six or seven million euros. He's free at the end of the summer. Oh, sorry, at the end of the season. He's obviously a defensive midfielder, can play centre-back as well. You know, can play as a box-to-box player. What six or seven million. Well, that's not 67 either. Six, six, oh, six to seven. Six to seven. The Yorkshire for that, six to seven. Take a risk. I mean, there is that element of, yeah, take a risk, but there's also an element of, don't we need to buy players that we know are first-team players? Yes. Like, mm. we've done all this with the Palestrias and the Diallos of this world, and I understand that they were more than 7 million. I'm not even sure he's better yeah. than McTominay. And, and it's like, are we not just buying, again, another sideways step, and it's just another body into this think? squad that is already oversubscribed? We've got too many players, haven't we? And now we're going to add yeah. another one in. Which, I, don't, I get it, because any signing... You know, you think, okay, we've got a new player, and he might be great. So there are so six, it feels like Alan Smith. Yeah. That's and what it feels like. like. A lovely goal and at least Alan Roma. Smith it pissed right, off all the Leeds fans. Bit nafta, wasn't it? You'll piss off all the Munch and Gladback fans, Jay. Does that not bring well, any joy thing, at all? Right? On Munch and Gladback. He ain't yeah. playing for him. Yeah, and I just, I'd be amazed so why is he if not the guy that's not playing for Munch and Gladback. Is it contract reasons? If it's contract reasons, fair play. But is he just not being picked? Then why are we buying cast-offs? Well, he has been picked a lot over the last few years. He has right, been a big okay, player for them. How old is he? 25. I've done, I mean, tried to do as I much research as I can today. We get today. into this thing where we just want a signing. Yeah, we want signings, right. and it's like, we need signings. And then all that happened is, come April or whatever, when we're sat in ninth, and he's not had a game, People go, why is he not playing? He needs to play. He's better than everyone. Yeah. But you've seen him in training. Playing, he's seen him training. Oh my God, this guy's another Bebe. <laughs> so I just... Oh, Bebe. I just, yeah. Simpler times. Probably, it was simpler times. now, wasn't it? Um, um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Listen, it'd be one of them. If he comes, <laughs> I'll get behind him, but he's not top of my shopping list. But for that that price, though, is why it is it that price? Risk? Because he's leaving at the end of the season. Pogba's to be fair, you can get him for six million. You can get... But he's not poor Pogba, Was it the kid... That haven't got the Mardi Gray when he had one and a half mil. You can get a bargain still. Yeah. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that you get him and you're like, oh. not United can't though. So he's yeah, going for six million. They went, hang on, it's United on the phone. It's on 25. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they're thinking six million or nothing, aren't they? Yeah. 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 But and why, also, why for a 25 year old, if he was 18, I'd be like, all right, yeah, but 25, it's like, I, I think know. he should be doing more. Yeah, maybe, but I just think it's. I, 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 I'll be honest, mean, I, I don't know a lot about him as well, so I'm not going to sit and pretend I've watched him, you know, week in, week out in the Bundesliga. I haven't. Mm. So, he, you know, no. people who, who watch that, that division can tell us more about him. It's just not one that I've, I'd had my eye on at all. 
So now I'm a bit like, is that going to solve our problems? I don't think so. It feels like a plaster rather than a fix. Yeah. We need someone for me who can so come in. Rather, well, put a plaster on that, but I've got cancer. Yeah. Well, let's have a look. Let's have a look through that. So, signing him, not keen. I don't honest. think it'll happen. A mixture of the two. Mixture of the two. Surprised if he yeah. comes and. It feels like it'd be one of those where you go, we sa- we signed him and no one else. You go, we signed him. We yeah. signed someone. We're about to sign the kid. This kid. Yeah. Hey. What's he called again? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, don't know. I wrote time. it down somewhere. <laughs> All right, then. Mm. Is that better or worse than not signing anyone? Because to me, not signing anyone is stupid. It's pretty bad. It's like probably the worst case scenario. I mean, obviously, the worst case scenario would be signing him, but for 100 million, you spend his summer budget. Probably. We're probably still paying his wages somewhere or another. Pereira's still on our books. Yes, he is, actually. So surely not signing anyone is the worst case scenario here. Is it not worth taking a risk? The worst case scenario for me would be, and I'm going to get pellets for saying this, but if we let someone like Pogba go and didn't buy anyone else in this in this January window. Mm. That would be the worst case scenario in January for me. Could also happen. Yeah, because he might go, quick. we can get 10 million for him, which is better than now, off he goes. And we don't bring anyone in, that just weakens the squad, in my opinion. So that would be the worst case scenario. So, Joe, as you know, today, many small businesses and many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for candidates, interviewing candidates, it can just, it can take you away from other things you need to do. Mm. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster. And this is the bit that I love. It's free. Free? Yes, it's absolutely free. So you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with guess how many people are in this? A couple dozen, easy. Close. Yeah. 30 million, over 30 million people in the UK. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So you can focus on the candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. And then, and again, this is right on my street, simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview. Perfect. It's what perfect. Just for? Exactly. So you need to go into LinkedIn jobs to help find the candidates worth interviewing faster. So Click on the link. It's linkedin.com slash devils. Again, that's linkedin.com slash devils to post a free job. Terms and conditions apply. Back to the podcast. So you don't think not signing anyone is, you think that's an option that they might go for that, you know, could work? Or do you what, think, not signing anyone? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. I think, I think that there's already mumblings, and you'll know more about this than I do, Steve, that United's next sign is going to be a big one. Not mm. a January signing, but a bigger one. Well, are, you are you ready for this? Go it's on. my understanding, you know what that means? Yes, I do. It is my understanding United aren't signing anyone unless a long-term young target becomes available. Right. Does his name That's ride fun, with Rude Schmellingham? Ride or rhyme? Rhyme even, ride, ride. <laughs> Does it rhyme with R- Rude Schmellingham? Does his name rhyme yes. with Schmecklin Spice? <laughs> For any chance? No. Does it not? Oh, so is it? Does it, it ride with? Shmo- um, I sh- forgot what sh- I said. Shmo- Shmo- so United won't do. United won't do Bellingham then. Oh yeah, United definitely won't do Bellingham. But that's I not going to happen but, now, is it? Exactly. So, so I'm not sure. However, I've seen your notes over the shoulder there, yeah. and I don't know if the one of the names that you might bring up might actually fit that target. Interesting. Yeah. I wish I could see your notes. Cause I can't see anything. Go on then. Do you want to bring it up then? I don't know what the whole context of everything is. Well, you don't need context. Like this. This Apparently, United are keen on 
Uh, Brighton's ex-Chelsea star. Why have they had to bro Chelsea in it? Ex-Chelsea star, mate. Uh, Tariq Lamptey as Ralph Ragnit targets a new right back who was an upgrade on Juan Basaka yeah. and Diogo Delo, but their 30 million valuation is 10 mil short. If it's a choice between Tariq Lamptey, who's obviously Premier League proven, I'd just say, fuck it, bring Ethan Laird back, see what he's got. You think? Do you think United want Lamptey then? I, I have no idea if, you know, if that's true, but it's my understanding, Joe, that if United can get a young target that's been a long-term target... Yeah. Now, I've been trying to... I've played that back in my mind so many times since I heard it that I'm thinking, does that mean that we've got youth targets? Let's say it's Bellingham. Let's say it is Lamptey. I don't know if it is. But let's say we've had those targets that we're like, I don't, we don't give a fuck who's manager... If these lads become available, there are must signings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a murder Fletcher thing, whether that's something that Ralph Ragnick's approved. But the way that was feels to me is that we've got people that we're gonna try and buy on some list somewhere, irregardless of who's manager. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if that's the case. And is it a case of like Ralph's here for six months and then he's doing his consultancy thing, he ain't fucking buying anyone. What it do you kinda makes sense to me that Ragnick doesn't buy anyone. Because I always feel like when you bring in someone who, choose my words carefully here, it's almost like he's not a massive name as a manager. Mm. Like Solskjaer, when he came in 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 December, and you can say to him, come and take the United job. The only caveat is you're not going to get any January signings. Right, okay, no worries. I was sat in mould a minute ago, not an issue. You say to Ralph Ragnick, come in United in, you know, whenever it was, November or whatever, but you're not going to get any general signings. Or you can stay at Locomotive Mos- Moscow and, you know, do whatever you're doing there. And also, when you come here, we'll give you another two years as a consultant. The only caveat is you don't get any January signings. He's going to be all right with that. Mm. He might not, you know, it might be a little bit sort of in his mind thinking that's not great, but he'll take the job. So I wouldn't be surprised if we yeah, don't take him. Oh, not like Conte off, comes in. I think if Conte comes in, he goes, well, I need a midfielder or I need some signings mm. in January. He's already smashing plates, isn't he, Conte? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's already started telling people he's not, they're not good enough. So I, yeah, I, I'm not replacing him though. What? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if this is the case. And it, as, as a fan, it is frustrating because we're all looking at Melee for me, our midfield, and going, we need a DM. Yeah. We've needed one for four years. We need one. You know what I mean? Nemanja Matic in the answer, and McFred, there's questions whether they are ever going to be DMs. So it just, it's frustrating, but I just, I, I'm beginning to get on his page and just think it ain't happening. Yeah. I don't know. I think look at some of the best defensive midfielders in the Premier League. A lot of them, or plenty of them, weren't big names when they were signed. Like Kante wasn't a big name. Fabinho did all right with Monaco. Wasn't but he wasn't. signed for Chelsea? Well, Fabinho. No, Kante means... Oh, yeah, Kante when he was at Chelsea, but about when he won the league with Leicester, yeah. Yeah, he Fabinho wasn't. was quite well fucking... But he, he, he'd had a decent season, or a couple of decent seasons but with Monaco, fact, Fabinho, which relatively Fabinho, exactly the same sort of expectations as Bakayoko did. Yeah, who who flopped? I mean, it's, I get no, it. Matic, another one you yeah. got from Benfica, F- Fernandinho yeah, as well. Fernandinho, when, they, when they, they got in from, you know, it's not, it's, it's not like a, yeah. a, a position where you have to be like world class. Name already. one other player that United signed from Shakhtar. Fred. Name one other player that United signed from Shakhtar. Henningberg. Um, it's wrong. Oh, yeah, of course it is. It's Kinchelskis. There you go. But that's what I'm saying. It's not a position where you have to... I would have been right off the brew on Friday if I not got that one right. Where you have to be like already known as being top class. Like most of the position, people in that position in the Premier League now who are regarded as the best in that position weren't well known before they came to the Premier League. Like Ndidi, another one. Like all the time it happens. It's not like strikers where usually you've heard of them because they've been scoring loads of goals. Mm. It can go under the radar. Well, maybe United with some of the players we've got who are surplus to requirements. Can we not do a better wheel of dealing? 
Is it not an option where you know in it? You know what I mean? Like I'll do it for free, mate. Yeah, get, get on the phone. Harry Redknapp style. Yeah. Something goes. Oh, you know, still I've got a lovely Van der Beek shaped treat for you. If Listen, you'll give me, someone's got to want it. I'll take them off you, but I need a favour. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Of course, it's Tony Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lucky dip. It's Tony Marshall. Isn't it? It's yeah. a lucky dip. Yeah, it might be. It might <laughs> not Just be. Whoever put be. my hand on yeah. first. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm looking up oh, and down my list. Oh, and his actually, name starts with Anthony. Oh yes, uh, yes. Yeah. It is Tony Marshall. <laughs> but you think like, is there not? Because a lot of clubs will be in for some of our players. Because mm. Newcastle, we need them every morning. Good morning, Johnny. Yeah. yeah, but they d they don't have anyone that we want. That's the problem. They just signed fucking Chris Wood, though, aren't they? So like, I think that's. Do you know what? Have they? I think Wait, that's today. Oh, yesterday. I don't really? think that's I a bad sign that. for them. Chris Wood. Wood. I think they're just waiting for Mbappe's answer. Yeah. In I the think meantime, that's, that's quite, coming in. I think that's quite clever by them because they're taking a player off a rival, relegation rival. Let's face that, staying up is there. Oh, it was like 20 million, wasn't it? Yeah. I just, I, and I and also, I mean, Chris Wood, he doesn't set the world like, but he gets, you know, goals and he's, yeah, he's, he's about available. Four goals, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you saying this because you put him in your fantasy Premier League team no, and left him in there now. for three months? Do you know what I did? I put in um, You put Chris Wood in at the start of the season. I did. I took him out. I put Sam Maximin in though and he scored against us. And I forgot, and I'm glad because I hate when people go. Oh, at least he's in my fantasy team. I hate that stuff when people score against us. Um, I'd bring no Newcastle for like. Long. What are you doing today? Can I tell you, uh, Eric Bay? <laughs> We've got to be. Mason Milan, Listen, him. Yeah. your yeah, your defense is shit. We could we could give you Phil Jones and Bayer. You might get five games out of a pair of them, right? No guarantees. Yeah. Right? No, it's not in the receipt. Twenty million. Give us 20 he won't go though, will he? Bye to Newcastle. Go to AC Milan is one thing. Go to Newcastle. Just tell him it's fucking yeah, you, Got to work with Eddie out. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You don't speak the same language as anyway. He's like, I'm trying to learn Italian and it's not going well. Um, Matthew Sargent, who's been member for 14 months, <laughs> um, said, Mood around the ground on Monday was horrendous. I genuinely think we saw more smiles after the Liverpool game. Hope we're not as in the mud as we seem. They were in the, they were in the How in the mud are we? It was. The, the mood was bad. On we just Monday. fucking got through the next round of the FA Cup and everyone's like, it's fucking mad. I know. How can you feel? I felt like 1% better than I did before the game and we'd won it. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? How can you win, knock Gerard out, get through to the next round and feel only fractionally better than you did before you'd won? It was pretty it's bad. Very it, odd it was, situation, it was, really, it was it? difficult as well, like, especially the, the, the grief Marcus was getting. And I understand that he was having a shocker, but it was horrible to hear it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? From a player that a person I really like. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't great. And yeah, you know, it was good to stick it to Gerard. It felt more like a relief because as I was leaving the ground, I was thinking, imagine if we'd have just lost that game. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if it, you know, we'd just been knocked out to Steven Gerard. It's a way horrible. on Saturday, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was a bit weird. It was a bit of a weird feeling. And also, it just. Pushkin wasn't a great game of football, was it? No. It's hard to get up for it when it's just you're just watching a pretty that takes game. A, that's a lot of games at the minute. It's just their shit. Like under mm. Ollie, there's gonna I think there's gonna be a lot of people revise what they said about Ollie. Because under Ollie, he did actually make it fun. You gotta remember this is a fucking hobby. Yeah. Like we 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 choose to go to these things yeah. and we choose to indulge our fucking pastime into these. Yeah. Like we're not forced to go. No, I agree. You know? it's, it's weird because it, it's almost like you're not allowed to say that or people criticise you say it. But as a fan, post Fergie, my most enjoyable time, like you said, was when Ollie was manager. Also, it was, was. I mean, my greatest moment was Stockholm <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the, the FA Cup when yeah, that but was better. But as a week sort in, of, week out week watching week out, Yeah, we, we won a lot of By games. By far the we best. We finished third and second. We, I, know, we had a lot of wins. I, I enjoyed Moyes because the crowd that. fucking turned up for once. Oh, the atmospheres. It was insane. Even when we were getting beat off the Scousers for, you know, like 20 times was ringing out for yeah. 90 minutes. Mm. I didn't see one of them goals, so it didn't happen Not the game, but the atmosphere. I missed every single one of those goals. Why? 
Um, Jaden was second a penalty on the pitch at half time. Really? Yeah, oh, so they could score it as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but now you're in your fucking 30s, you can't do that, can you? Could do. See what the other lad, the look, lad ran on the other night when he did that. <laughs> See the lad that ran on at full time as well. No. It took about six stewards to get drag him off. Yeah. Well, like, he's only young. And then another lad ran on who was about four. And he gave them the runaround and everyone's like cheering it. So Gerard scored before and after <laughs> half time, didn't he? Mm. They'd come and got us out of my seat before it. And I, we hadn't got back to it before it, the other one. And then uh, we had a assigned Robbo and Pallister ball. Really? Yeah. Um, it's upstairs, actually. Um, and Jaden, what was it, fucking five or something at six? He's dropped it. So I bent out and pick it up. Because the third's gone in. Nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I didn't see Why it, it didn't bad? happen. <laughs> What's nothing's even happened? The yeah, the highlight of that game was him missing that final. It wasn't Gerard. Was that was it? Like, mm. Other than that. I remember Raphael clattering him as well. That was good. But other than that, it was awful. Oh, I fucking miss Raphael. I know. Um, Colin Wilmot says, how can we sign new players when we don't know who's the manager next season or what shape we'll be playing? Don't yeah, we need to I, fix the I structure? I think we do, though. You can still do that, though. You just said that, Steve, didn't you, about buying players? Because City bought De Bruyne and Sterling, not I, for Pellegrini. I also think that they knew that they were getting Pep. That's what I mean. Like, you can have players that you're targeting just as a club. It's like with... Um, Van Dijk, he was on Liverpool's radar for years. They were monitoring him. Same with Salah. And it's like not necessarily just for Jurgen Klopp, even though if Rodgers had stayed, mm. these are the type of players they were looking at anyway. So yes, you might well, have to have a certain ethos. Isn't that more worrying? Because there's one but, thing... Uh, Herrera for us, we targeted Herrera well before. Uh, yeah, but there's one thing saying, oh, we, we don't know the, who to get because we don't know who the next manager is. And you think, yeah, fair enough, that relies on the manager giving his input. The other the other thing that we are, we, what we're saying is, it doesn't matter because it's up till now, Woodward and Judge and whoever buying these players anyway. That's, That's more side worrying though, isn't yeah. it? The dark side of it is, yeah, it's fucking Ed Woodward on footy manager going, yeah. I've got another. Because yeah. that's not worked, has it? No, it hasn't. But the reason that you appoint a director of football and a technical director, when we sadly came down this fucking route, the day we appointed Jose Mourinho, where we were going to start installing a revolving door in the manager's office, mm. you have to then have a structure in place which facilitates that. Chelsea do. Yep. which is why they are allowed to maintain success, despite the fact that it's a new fucking gaffer in the seat every single 18 month. But United weren't set up to be that. United was set up to be the 25-year man in the chair that's got his fingers into every single aspect of the club. And if you'd have thrown Fergie, 1986 vintage Fergie, into the 2013 Manchester United, it would have probably failed because there was that much of the club grew around him yeah. that he had control over because it... It, it came to him after, well, the team fucking looks after itself. Mm. Training looks after itself. The coaches all know what the fucking hell I want. So I can, what's that commercial? He just like, no. And I believe that's part of what McFeelan's job was to do, was to juggle the commercial responsibilities yeah. of the players and basically deflect it or let them do it on pre-season a little bit when they're out of the fucking way and just bat everything away. So all of these responsibilities grew around him as the club got into this behemoth that it came, you know, 25 mm. years after he came. But if you'd have just thrown him into it, he'd have been overwhelmed. So when we threw David Moyes in and he's got that that's, look, that his was his look. That look after the whole club yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah, that's a big task. Whereas I, I said this way before Fergie retired, we should have put in that structure. Fergie wasn't really the ma football manager in the, in the modern sense of it. He was the director of football that also picked the team. Yeah. Like he was just this whole different thing. And Arsene Wenger was a very similar style of thing. And football... It worked for them lads because they'd been there so long and, and like picking up a little bit of a new thing when they'd been there 20 years isn't that hard. 
and it's just a little bit of extra work on the pile or they, you know, they can get an extra number of staff to deal with that because they've got all of these pots on the simmer anyway. You throw someone else in and he's got to learn fucking all of this. Mm. Fergie was probably doing five or six people's jobs you know, by the end. You know, he, was, he was probably the academy director because yeah. he was the one that was making the decision on which ones he, he comes up because the fucking crazy arsehole was there in his little golf cart going checking in on the under-12s and stuff like that. Which football manager is even thinking about doing that? Because they're not. They're trying to keep hold of their uh, fucking was, job. It, which football manager is going, who's that tea lady over there? I don't know her name. Find it out for me. I'll go and have a brew with yeah. her and find like, out. I need yeah. to go and speak to her. So, That's how hands-on he was. And it's yeah. like, you're not going to get that anymore. United you, have been chasing we, a unicorn. We have to since. change our processes as a football club. And it took us so it took us nearly a decade from Fergie leaving to go, actually, that director of football that like the rest of the world's got might not be the fucking worst idea we've ever had. But then you have to... I don't know if Murta's the man. Okay. Some people really rate what he does. Some people I know don't like him and don't think he's up to it. Um, and I bet Nicky Butt don't like him. I mean, you've got to look at what he does over four or five years. Give I him imagine. a give him a chance. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I've heard negative things about him to be honest with you. But I'll give him a same chance. with Darren Fletcher. We don't know. I've seen a lot of people kicking off that he's on the sideline. But if Ralph's asked him to be, then Ralph's asked him to I be. Don't get, I don't get. I don't understand the, the, the problem. Him, that yeah, people like, what's, what's why? Why are you annoyed? Anything? You don't know what he's doing there. Yeah, How right. can you be annoyed? Like also, he's doing something it's wrong. Darren Fletcher. Yeah, it's not Darren Gibson. Like, yeah. what, what are you moaning about? Yeah, he sat on the he sat on the bench. The for, same or, people you know, who complained that Ollie years. just played on his iPad during the games and wasn't going out of the touchline. Now you complain. Ralph's sixty-two. He played football in Germany in the fucking seventies and eighties. He's going to have bad knees, guaranteed. Yeah. He ain't getting up and down them little steps. Fletch, go fucking tell my fuck yeah. off. Like, yeah, it just, it's like you can, when things are going bad, you can look at every single thing that is happening. Why is it feeling it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It's a yeah. bad thing. It's a bad thing because it's amounting to a negative overall outcome. Yeah. Therefore, every individual thing must be shit when that's not true at all, is it? It's, it's even like the, the Kieran McKenna stuff. People yeah, weren't we meant to be off. brilliant? Kerrick yeah. and McKenna have gone now. Why aren't we ace? Yeah. They were the problem, remember? McKenna, was it his, I did a big win. So Solskjaer was the problem. And everyone's like, oh, actually. Isn't he flying yeah. at Ipswich? Yeah, well, two, like, two games, two wins. Yeah, like, well, you know. Callum licking his lips behind the camera. Callum, how many, more, how many wins is it? Uh, two, 4-0 against Gillingham. 4-0 against Gillingham. Beat Gillingham 4-0. Beat Gillingham 4-0. No, Cruising. Do that. But yeah. like, when was the last time United beat Gillingham 4-0? Exactly. Been a while. That's it. But yeah, it's just like, you can point to any prob anything and say it's a problem if the overall outcome is bad. Yeah. But that's just, you know, not how it works, is it? Do you think, so, having some kind of through line that Rangnick goes upstairs after this, that that changes the January transfer window because he's one of those people who's going to be looking at how yeah. we develop it, and it how we recruit. It makes bringing a signing in feel more likely and yeah. more sensible rather than it's a pure interim appointment like a Carrick. Like yeah. if Carrick had run us through January, yeah. are you letting him sign someone? Yeah, That's mayhem. Yeah. But if Ralph's going to be here two and a half years... And it's a two and a half year contract. That's not to say that doesn't get extended. If he does a good job in two years, they're not going to be like, well, anyway, we said two years. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like, they're not, are they? They're just going to extend him. Yeah. Fergie was on a 12 month rolling contract. It was never an issue until he decided it was like, that's me, I'm out. And then yeah. it has been a bit of an issue since. It's a little bit of an issue since. One could argue that, that yeah. point. I wish he was on a, like a 50 year contract. Like I the think, Guinness I think, factory. To be fair, I, think, I honestly think we're like, one bad season away from him coming out. I'm not saying, yeah, I can see it. I do you know I like, I hope like not, I hope Ric not. Flair we'll to do spend, WrestleMania every we'll few years? We'll fucking kill him. I know, and yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want that to happen, obviously. Yeah, proper WrestleMania yeah, Ric Flair back if we get Fergie back it's in. Like, it is getting towards that if we don't sort this mess out yeah. sooner rather than later. Yeah, we can't be doing that. Um, people saying it's not normal for the technical director to be sat on the bench. It's a symptom of the well, mess we're normal? in. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, again, I, with I, I, the coaching side of things, I always think unless you're in that dressing room, unless you, you know, are part of the club and the structure, know what is going on because you see it firsthand, then you're just guessing. I had a, I have a head of technical development. He's on my sideline. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah, so obviously I'm fucking winging it, coaching in a big way. All right. I think I know a little bit about tactics and shape and this, that, and the other. But the the real technical details, you know, how to fucking like do the elite shit that a pro would know. Yeah. Well, I have a guy for that. All right. You got to bring in fucking good people, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. You know, someone would be like, actually, this is the way you defend that, or actually, you know this what, is the though? way you fucking do that. There was an element of that, weren't there, with Fergie? Like with Queiroz was a bit more sort of detailed on certain things. And Fergie was quite good at going, right, we'll get someone else in who deals with that. So and I'll just deal with this. This is what Brendan Mullenstein did, essentially. Yeah. Right, and that's one of Fergie's best traits. You know when you talk about Fergie moving with the times? Like you said there today about, you know, the eight six Fergie's different, obviously, with the twelve thirteen. What Fergie always was able to do was move with the times by bringing in the right people as well. Mm. So when he saw that football was changing, he'll get someone like he say, Lenny Mernstein, and he was part of that modern era of football. Or get a Carlos Quiroz, who's part of that forensic detail mm. that helps us win the Champions League. He's very good at that. It's a sort of underrated trait that he has. And like you were saying earlier, that's the problem we've got at United now, is we don't seem to have, not only have we not got the man at the top who's part of that, but the coaching thing seems... See, that's the thing erratic. is like when you look at modern managers they're very much head coaches and yeah. not managers yeah. football went through these mad stages of evolution and the term manager doesn't really fit for a lot you know Matt Busby was a manager in the Busby uh, sorry in the Fergie mould yeah because we know it was Jimmy Murphy that was putting the cones out and, and putting the lads through training you know Fergie was the manager yeah but it was Archie Knox, but it was Brian Kidd, it yeah. was Steve McLaren, it was Carlos Kiros, it was um, Mike Phelan yeah. that were taking training and doing these sorts of things. When you look at your Guardiola's, I don't know who Guardiola's assistant is. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he's, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's not famous. Who's Tuchel's assistant? Yeah. Not a fucking clue. But those are the guys, they seem to be the guys now that are in the mixer on the training ground. Yeah. I find that really interesting. No, it is, yeah. It's, right. it's, it's changed a little bit, and that might be because a lot of what a manager did is now taken by a director of football. You know, and the directors of football appoint managers, basically a head coach to pick the team that they're assembling. But then my worry with this is we're sort of, you're kind of fragmenting of, of splintering the role of what was kind of Woodward doing a lot of it and George, and then you, you sort of adding more pieces underneath that to delegate the, the power. At some point, if we're, if we're hiring the wrong people, I know obviously we haven't had time to see if Murt is wrong or whatever, but you've got like... George, just make a decision now and stick yeah, with it. Don't let but, that but cloud you. If we fuck this up, then you've got seven people who are shit, who are doing everything. At least with Woodward, you could just get rid of him. Like, we, we could easily have, like, more people who are bad, who are fucking things up, that take even longer to replace, who are on even bigger... Like, it's not necessarily guaranteed to be better. If you get the wrong people in, no matter how well the, the structure is in terms of job, you report to him, you report to him, you report to him. If you're hiring the wrong people, all of it's worth fuck all, isn't it? Do you know what I've learned? And we keep hiring the wrong people. Yeah, we do. Do you know what I've learned? Go on. The more I've learned about football, the more I've peeked behind the curtain, the more I realise everyone's winging it. Mm. No, there's there's a an illusion of competency everywhere. Like look at Barcelona. They're they're supposedly the guiding light. They had fucking UNICEF as their first ever sponsor. We're not doing fucking sponsorships. Yeah, now yeah. they got Rakuten on there, right? They 
They're run by their members. They're fan-owned. They're everything guiding light. And then they fucked it up to the tune of a billion in debt. Yeah. Chasing the fucking dragon and paying crazy wages and paying 130 million for Dembele and that. <laughs> right? They love it, don't they? Yeah. Crazy. So you, you've got Coutinho. You've got this you know, mad delusion. <laughs> and, and Barcelona's a fucked up one because it, it's so political in terms of like every president has to come in and it's one thing trying to run a club. Now imagine imagine Woodward was elected, right? Mm. Obviously he would have been fucking launched at the first opportunity which would have been a good thing. But the next guy that comes in, he can't just come in and get to work on running the club. There's the whole political game that you have to play. Yeah. You have to make sure that you put the PR spin out that Woodward was terrible and you're the saviour. And yeah. you also have to start thinking, who the fuck's going to run against me? I need to start putting things out there that they're a yeah. load of dicks and all. And then and also he's you, made these promises. Yeah. Like, if you sign me out, if you get me in, I'm going to bring Cristiano Ronaldo with me or I'm going to yeah. bring Messi And you do me. things that to, something to that's, sort of, you know, yeah. a big statement. You do stuff to make the fans vote for you rather yeah. than stuff that you can ever... You're not going to come in and go, if you uh, vote me in, uh, we're going to be a well-run club yeah. and there's going to be no dramas. And we'll, yeah. we'll have any debts. We'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah. If you go, I've got some shiny new players that you can have, we'll vote for him. Yeah. The greatest football mind... Shine lasers on players at Liverpool matches and stuff. Yeah. The 20th century was Johan Cruyff, right? Johan Cruyff built Barcelona because he wasn't allowed to build Ajax in his own image. He actually put in a lot of place a lot of... The ex-players behind the scenes, your, your Van der Sar and, and Overmars and all that, he started the process of bringing them in. And I think Rijkaard and one of the De Boers, I think, might have been in the mixer as well. He started that at Ajax, but he was able to put his spin on Barcelona to a, a greater degree. And they fucking sacked him after him losing the Champions League final, of all things. Yeah, fucking get rid of him. Because he was too much hard work, because he was very principled in what he was trying was to do. Was that the 94 final? Was that? Yeah, against AC Milan. Uh, yeah, he got twatted. Yeah, because, um, and also, like, this is the three foreigner rule. AC Milan didn't even fill their quota. They had two <laughs> foreigners. Barcelona obviously were hampered by it. Like, United, don't get me started, don't get him started, as we'll be here all day. Um, and yeah, like, like you what say, after all league? he did. After winning the European Cup in '92 as well, <laughs> two years later, it's like Rijkaard, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in that, wins it in 2006. By 2008, he's sacked. It's they, they played. Um, they played Kuman and, and Guardiola at centre half, and I think they played AC Milan in pre-season and got battered. And I can't remember which player it was. Boban. Right. It was Boban. Boban went, if we get Barcelona in the final, we're going to fucking smash them, <laughs> right? And the reason for that is that AC Milan team had a lot of pace around. Yeah. It. yeah. And okay, Cruyff wanted to, and Cruyff did develop this current Barcelona style of play. That is a Cruyff style of play. But Kuman, Kuman and Guardiola, two fucking brilliant ball playing centre halves, and beating them in a foot race, the pair of them, though. They yeah. were both slow as Kuman piss. Never, never had much pace, did he? Just read the game like. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I'm sorry, Guardiola. Guardiola as a player is going to be really underrated because of what he's going to achieve as a manager. But as a player, he's a fucking real good footballer. Um, but yeah, they, they just got fucking bullied. Just that particular team did not match up. It's like that current City team. If you get in mm. behind them, like hit them on the counter, they're fucking just destroyed. Yeah. And that, that Barcelona team of Cruyff's exactly the same. But you know, Cruyff took Barcelona out of nothing, won them that European Cup, their first European Cup, takes them to a final again two years later. This is at a time when you had to be the champions getting in it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. No fannying about. And then they're like, no, fuck him off. I can't even remember which idiot they brought in after him. Oh, sorry, I do apologise wasn't an idiot it was Bobby Robson yeah right <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah we've got a super chat um, from RD man 07 no improvement from Rangnick 
Um, Ollie wasn't the problem. Ralph's not the solution. Until the board totally changes, it's not going to get better, no matter the manager. That's kind of the point we're talking there, isn't it? About it's above the manager. But I mean, it's weird with Radnik as well. But then you just can't this, have any optimism. You've got this six months or whatever it is to, to contract, and yet people, <laughs> you can't have like long terms. We need instant reaction now. Joe, just start fucking drinking. And it's <sighs> I did no. yesterday. Um, <laughs> SK uh, says, lads, for six million, you can't go wrong. Perfect January signing. We we need at least two or three midfield. Zachariah can be sold for twenty to twenty five if it doesn't work out he's decent yeah I think that I think he's got selling value he's in his mid 20s he's beat if we were to get him for under 10 million that is less than his worth or less than his value if he's got tra- uh, if he's got uh, contracts still remaining yeah I just, what, I just worry I worry like he comes in and he's, he's shocking um Tis this Huizinga says what did Cruyff do in the 1991 Cup Winners Cup final smoked absolutely smoked his chimney and lost yeah Yeah. and watched Mark Hughes scoring one of the greatest goals in the history of association football someone had 100% pass completion that night let me know in the comments who Stephen knows very well Rio Ferdinand yes got Um, him one (laughs) apparently that that Rain Max in a museum at Barcelona is it really sick more than one Mm profile yeah that was good, wasn't it? How many, uh, that, that 100% pass completion, how many passes was it? 13. Brilliant. Who is it? Mike Phelan. Yeah. Brilliant. How many people can say that? 100% pass completion in a final against Barcelona. How many passes, Mike? Don't fucking worry about Just it. We some won a passes. final. Happy fucking days. Plenty of passes. <laughs> Plenty of passes. Enough passes for us to win the fucking match. That's you have an argument with anyone you're Mike Phelan. You go, hang on a minute. You play against Barcelona and have 100% pass completion. What was completion, your pass mate? completion in yeah, the night? Yeah, you played in the final against Barcelona. Oh, you haven't? Well, shut up then. Speaking of shut up then. Go on. Do you have a Wally of the Week, Jay? Um, you know me, Joe. I don't mm. like to be political. You say this every week. Not but the Prime Minister, is it? <sighs> Lying ass, fucking this sheep is, dog looking fuck. This is apology today. No. The apology I'm is, so I didn't know it was... Sorry, it's it, in Dr. Evil. Like, was yeah. it like Mel Gibson's? Yeah. It, it was, it was I, didn't, oh, it, I didn't know it was a party. I'm yeah. sorry, but I didn't know it was a party. Sorry for going yeah. to what I thought was a work do. Yeah, I thought it was a work do. Even a work do wasn't allowed, was it? If, no, it was, it was a work event. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, but I didn't know it was a party. But if I did and I went, I'm apologising, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So, so if, if anything, yeah, you're if the fucking I went out. You're, it's your and fault I love the bit where he went out and he went, I went out there to thank people for the good work. And you know what? I went back in 25 minutes later. Looking back, I would probably have thought of a different way to thank them. Like, all he was doing was just being so nice. I went out and said thank you, but actually, you lot are right. I shouldn't have said thank you to the people that I were got, trying so that's hard. That's a lot of bollocks as well because there's a photograph of him sitting there. Yes, he was saying thank you out to the, you know, massive. Why did it take you 25 minutes to realise, like, well, I better go Listen, on. I had a party in lockdown. Brad don't run the fucking country, so don't hold me to the same standards as a Tory and fucking tip bank. So yeah. who, who are you saying then? I, just, I, I know it's not very original. I'll go with Boris Johnson. Who are you saying? saying? Whoever sanctioned that fucking clock. Oh, what Big Ben, yeah, you're not into Go on, tell us this then. What's this? From Country's on its ass. How much do we spend on that fucking app no couldn't uses? Um, about 34 billion, will it? Tra- wow. Tra- 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 yeah. Wowzers, right? So we, we fucking blew that on whoever Boris's mates are. Yep. Cronies, cronyism. Cronyism. Corruption. Corruption. Go on, right? Preach. And then fucking, I found out today, Joe, oh, it was just before yeah. you lot come downstairs, so I was still fuming about it when yeah. you came downstairs. Yeah. Big Ben's been sorted out. I just saw they've removed a bit of the scaffolding from the top. It's fucking gold. 
for starters, country's on its ass. Oh, can I have an we're, we're cutting fucking services for disabled people. We're cutting yeah, for services for fucking old people. Mm -hmm. We're cutting nurses. If you, you only get a fucking hour to push if you're having labour because the fucking departments of maternity are fucking creaking under this Tory government and you silly cunt spent 14 billion on a gold fucking clock. It's like a Charles Dickens novel, you silly cunts. What are we doing? Honestly. Can I have an honourable mention as well for Prince Fuck Andrew? Fuck me. Well, what's Prince Andrew been up to? He's, he's got to go to trial now. Oh, he's asked me to go for a finger at pizza. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is he going to go to trial now? Go on, then. Um, he's fucking lying about being lied, a nonce. And apparently, the defence of that agreement you signed with that nonce, that covers me too, isn't a good one. Really? The judge. And the oh. judge is like, tell bastard. you what, you got to court. But what about that thing where... Bastard. No NDAs for being a nonce. <laughs> What about that thing where he went to New York to say, I need to stop... Be when he flew across the world yeah. to say to a bloke who he was never really mates yeah. with, I can't be mates with you anymore, and stayed at his house. Yeah. That, you We've know all what? done that. It's that's a very convenient place to stay, Joe. Yeah, that's why like me. I used to ring the dealer to tell him I didn't want drugs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'll I'll get, let me get in the car. stay at his house <laughs> yeah. just to make sure he knew I didn't want any drugs. Makes total sense to me, Jay. <laughs> I liked it when he went, uh, Prince Andrew's defence are willing to admit that they can't protect, that they can't say he can't sweat in, in court. That is something that they, that they will not try and defend. Well, it's like, Joe, they were reading his statement out, they're like this, aren't they? Yeah. Why would you say in an interview something that is probably ah. wrong? Who the fuck no, sanctioned that no, interview, No, because the thing. Way. What would you say? I'm sweating. Yeah. Nah, that's the thing, because yeah. I couldn't sweat I at can't that time. sweat. At that time. Yeah. After and the also, result of the things I've been doing. the Pizza Express thing, I was at Pizza Express in Woking, and then people come out and said, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. And like, you'd remember if one of the, you know, the heirs to the throne yeah, rocked the up Pizza Express. Yeah, the Queen's kid. Saw David yeah. A once in, in Nando's in Trafford yeah. Centre. Yeah, yeah. Right, I saw Richie Dillat in Clinton's in the Trafford <laughs> Centre as well. I got him to sign my mum and dad's anniversary yeah. card, and I remember that I every got, now and again. I got Fat like, Man hey, Scoop to sign a dollar bill in 2003, and I still <laughs> remember <laughs> it. I saw Batman Scoop in a shopping centre in Florida and I remember it. You don't think you remember <laughs> Prince Andrew getting a, what is it, little pizza with a salad in the middle that's Wait low calorie? What's he on there? Oh, he's on the garlic dough balls. That's yeah. royalty, that is. Exactly. Right. And he's gone with a bruschetta. This is what as well. I mean. You remember all these like meetings or chance encounters with minor celebrities, yet Prince Andrew in a pizza express. You don't remember that. Interesting this, because if it comes out that he's a full-on turbo nonce, which is what it seems like could be. Yeah. And did you see I said could there? No, it's he not, did. Well, I'm yeah, proud yeah, of you. Yeah, very, very proud yeah, of you. You're very telling proud. the lines if, if, it, if, if it comes out that he's an absolute fucking first round all of fame turbo nonce, right? Which it looks like it could be. Is that a real? That's not a ceremony, is it? I don't think so. No. We never know. Hall of Fame. Or in today's inductory. Yeah. Welcome to the state. Oh no, he's killed himself. Imagine in you prison. just miss out, you'd be good. <laughs> I wonder, right? It's not like the royal family to arrange killings, I wouldn't have thought. I See, wonder. Now we're crossing lines I, that we don't I, want I, to. I threw doubt into worse. it. I threw doubt into it. Allegedly. Just missed out. Right? Just missed out. I wonder on if he. Hall of Fame. Has a fucking terrible speedboat accident. Just you can't you can't defame the royal what, like, family uh, to that. Like what's he called, Maxwell? What Robert, Robert Maxwell? Maxwell. Uh, I, I think there. you'll just see another hate campaign against Meghan Markle now from the press. Yeah, I think that's what fight. we need. Meghan Markle's wore a dress that was made in Ghana. And do you know what, Jay? It's disgusting. Burner, burner it's disgusting. at the stake. <laughs> hey. Yeah, awful. Do you know what I mean? Look, she. She opened her own door. Yeah, what out there. What the fuck sort of shit scum. is this? Subhuman scum. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Wally of the week, anyway. Oh, we've had some great options, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Maybe just Stephen Gerrard for trying to act like he wasn't bothered when the United fans were being a bit harsh to him. Oh, it's nothing I've never heard before. It's very impressive. I oh, it, it was there. fine. What's this thing? Sure. I fucking hope what is this there. thing that you see on Twitter? Cold as fuck. Yeah. Like cold, what people just being Yeah, because he walked down the touchline yeah. and looked back. Yeah. Oh, you're hard. Saw, someone tried so, saying it with Brandon. Uh, you want to talk about cold as fuck? I sent Jay and Joe a quote of one of my ex-colleagues the other day. How was that for a cold quote? <laughs> that was cold. <laughs> Kill more people yeah. than shit. And you know what I love about that? The, what I love about that is that I said that the people he know he commented on, but all from the same area. And you went, I think she's from around here. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with that place? <laughs> well, what, go on, what give is a wrong bit of with that area? Because that was a quote that was in that was a public quote. Wasn't it was a public it? quote. Yeah, yeah so you can. Quote, yeah, yeah so go on. Was, uh, I don't. What's her fucking pseudonym? She didn't go by a real name. Well, that's um, probably for the best. Yeah. So there was uh, an Apache pilot in Afghanistan. Um, first female uh, British soldier on the front line, I believe. Mm. Um, and there's a quote from her, which is fucking brutal, but it's, you know, one, it's true, and two, it's fucking awesome. It's like, um, do you want to pull it up, actually? Because it'd be in our chat, won't it? Yep. But it's something along the lines of, well, if I was wait three seconds and we'll get it up. Three seconds. Go on the, go image, the, the images, yeah. yeah. We'll get it up. There we go. There you go. And uh, she said, I've killed more people than Harold Shipman, Jack the Ripper, and Myra Henley put together. And I, I said to That's you, That's cold. Two of those people come from your area. And what was your rep- response? Yeah, I think she's from around here somewhere. What is in the water? <laughs> oh my God. Um, right. Thank you very much to Surfshark uh, for sponsoring today's podcast. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with transfers live tomorrow night, won't we, Jay? Yeah, Big me stuff. and Lee. Big things coming tomorrow Big night. Big things, even though, you know, we've just sat here for about 45 minutes and said probably not signing. No, I think know. we are going to say. You said you didn't think we yeah. would. I think we I, will. I think we will. By tomorrow, we'll definitely be signing someone. Yeah. Me and Joe will talk about transfers We'll be talking about live. it tomorrow night. We'll and then the... me and the boy oh. Wonder here will be here for the brew on Friday. Brew yeah. on Friday. All we got, sorts. We've got Freddie on with us, haven't we? Right. God knows what I was thinking when I arranged this. <laughs> but I'm gonna Same with put you and Freddie like Prince Andrew in that interview on a live together. <laughs> I'm sure he'll on the brew sure as well, have, which is you know. I'm sure he'll have no really beige opinions about Prince Andrew. Yeah, yeah. that's so, gonna be really fun. To that is probably gonna be the last video ever on this channel. So make sure you tune into that one. Yeah, what, thank what, you very what much. Text that is for joining us. I mean, Steve does this all the time, saying stuff that people at home can't see. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. Podcast Network.